Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We got the right where we want Prime time on Football Friday. No one comes into our house and pushes us around. 1080 The Fan. How you play today from this moment on is how you will be Remember, this is a football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the Alene Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the Alene Sportsbook. Football Friday with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? What's happening? Uh, hey. Who are you? Well, it's not an ahoy, it's just kind of an ahay, you know? <laughs> a take on uh, Souk's ahoy? A spin off, if you will. Well, Suk is out. He is on vacation, and I am on vacation in about four hours, so let's party. That's Ryan Buckley. Woo! Not vacationing yet, but next week at some point. Where are you going? Uh, driving down to the Bay Area. Yeah. Haven't been uh, to the Bay Area for Christmas since moving to Oregon six years ago. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Wow. So you get to, uh, you get to go home, see the fam? Do some fam stuff. Uh, try to catch a couple friends while we're down there as well. Do the, uh, the kind of car wash tour, you know? Yeah. Make sure Papa... Um, Buckley's not going to jail. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I, w- I know we've talked about it before on this show. He wanted a Blu-ray player for his birthday. Yeah, you know what's on his Christmas list? Yeah. Oh yeah. About twenty of his favorite Blu-rays. He's <laughs> he is done with the. I have to find out which streaming network my favorite movies are on. He knows his favorite fifteen or twenty, and he just wants to fire them up. I don't know if I told you this the last. Time. I, I remember you bringing that up. Blu-ray. I guess it's still a thing. I guess we bought a Blu-ray player. At our old house because it was all the rage and everybody's like, oh, you got to have this. So we bought one. Never used it one time. I feel like at the time that technology came out was the peak of the end of that technology. You know, it was, it was right before that technology got flipped by digital on-demand streaming, streaming type stuff. Because Netflix was a thing and you would get the... You know, the DVDs in the mail. And DVDs were thriving for a long time. And Blu-ray was like the, the better, more it. advanced version. Yeah. But it was right before the yeah. needing of those discs like fell off a Yeah, cliff. then it was all just, well, just stream it. Why don't you just stream it? I don't know what that means. Blu-ray. We never played uh, a one. I never even turned it on. But it was sitting over there. And uh, when we sold that house, we got rid of it or else I would have given it to your father. I, well, we, we, we got him one. He's fine now. 
I am, uh, I don't know, I'm weird. This I get this from my mom, but I have a hard time like throwing things out that are perfectly good that I know other people can use. That's a that's a sticky one for me. I I need I need to find a home for it. My wife is that way. She's very much that way. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we have an, a neighbor across the street that runs this online group called Buy Nothing Beaverton, and it's for people to give and take things that they can use or can't use anymore for someone who can. And it's like the whole mm. purpose of it. Well, I uh, was just running around the office here uh, trying to give away a trade to uh, Tullavana Inn out at the coast because um, they were offering it up. It expires at the end of the year and. We have a deal with them, and I was like, ah, I'll take that. My wife and I were going to go out there next week. Yeah, no, we're not. The weather kind of stinks, and we got stuff going on. So now— Guess I'm, who is going I'm, this weekend? Yeah, you're going. I'm Did going. Did you get some? Yeah, we're Tolo going. Inn, that's where you can find uh, Ryan Buckley and his we wife booked, and We uh, booked the room for tomorrow oh, night. Yeah. yeah, so it's right there on the water, right? Yeah, it yeah. is. We actually did this once, I want to say maybe four years ago. It was pre-COVID, but uh, around the same time, time of year, and frankly, like— I don't care. I love the Oregon coast when the weather's crappy. Yeah, I, I like, hear it's, you. It's, I hear you. There's something that like about just cozying up and sitting there and listening to it. That's like that's nice. No, so, you're right. It's good even when it's crappy. It's good weather. when it's bad. Yeah, that's what I like about it. But we're not going. So maybe I'll have to give it away. Can I give it away? Is that legal? Oh, probably not. Should I call the uh, Odyssey attorneys? They'll tell me not to not to do anything good for the listeners. Uh, I don't know what the attorneys would tell you. <laughs> I don't either. It could be a myriad of things. Well, anyway. Great day. We're going to party. We're going to talk sports. We have Joey Harrington uh, coming on at his normal time, 5.30. This will be the last uh, Joey Harrington bit until uh, next year. Um, we've got to rock the bank today. We got do. locks. Let's go. I've got bowl locks. You got any bowl locks in your lineup? Uh, I do. I have two. They're both in tomorrow's uh, Las Vegas Bowl. Ah, that's Oregon State, Florida. That's right. Yes. Also, already on the board with a win on the under last night. Yeah, you, that's right. We got that down. So we'll do that at four. And, you know, we'll just, uh, oh, it's Christmas. We'll, we'll meander through today's show. We'll get festive. Bowl action um, this morning. I, I enjoyed that. I got a text from a buddy of mine who's in Las Vegas for the Las Vegas Bowl. He's a big Beaver fan. Mm-hmm. He and his family, they're all down there. And he texts me at like eight in the morning. And was like, Rob, is there anything better than this? And he, and it's a picture of him sitting as the only person in the sports book. And I'm like, I love that. Yeah, and I was like, what do you? It's a little early, man. You know, Vegas, eight a.m. And he's like, no, no, the game started in yep. thirty minutes. Yep. <laughs> he had a bet. So it was Ohio, Miami of Ohio, right? Against Alabama, Birmingham, UAB in the Bahamas Bowl, mm-hmm. and let me tell you something. It was a great game. Yeah, it was. It was uh, shades of Kevin Dyson in the Super Bowl getting tackled on the one yard line. Yes, right. It ended. That's the way it ended. Yeah, but he texts me his his bets. I'm like, well, I'm not going to bet on that. I don't even know who's playing, but uh, I will root for you. So he so he got me all fired up at eight in the morning <laughs> yeah. to watch the Bahamas Bowl, rooting for his bets. Which he hit one, and he barely lost the other. That that uh, extra point missed early in the game cost uh-huh. him his second one. But um, yeah, it was it was great. And you know, look, when I run for office, as many of you who listen to us regularly know, you will get multiple things from me if I'm elected. One mm. is you will get a four day work week. I love that. I've been on board with that for a very long time. Who hasn't? I mean, I, I believe it will be shocking. To our kids, kids, kids that we used to work five days a week. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Uh, the other thing you will get is noise ordinances. I am cracking down on the oh. muffler guy. 
Yeah, do you you don't know you're new to our show. You, this is one of my biggest pet peeves. Loud muffler guy, motorcycle guy, all of you. I'm sorry, your insecurities are your problem, not ours. And I've added a third thing, and that is more morning sports in the United States. This is why I'm all for U.S. sports playing games in Europe, because when they when they play them over there, it's on super early over here. So even when you guys with little kids, you have a little kid, right? Yep. Morning sport. I think it would be easier for you to watch morning sport. I'm talking weekday morning sports, mm-hmm. right? Because the kids okay. in the morning, they're even though they're going to disrupt your lives like 24 seven. Are they mildly less disruptive in the morning? Because aren't they like, you know, they're eating their breakfast or they're playing on their iPad or watching cartoons or oh, something? Oh, I don't know. I think, well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's like, that's when my little guy has the most juice, his first thing in the morning. He's like, I mean, maybe not as not disruptive. He's not cranky or having meltdowns, but he's got plenty of energy. Yeah. So, What do you do with him in the morning then? Do you throw him we- like... We play a lot. We do a lot of playing mm-hmm. and reading. Like, uh, you know, he, he eats and usually, like, watches a show, and then it's, like, play and book time for a couple hours before he either goes to daycare or does a little more playing and then napping. Well, I got to tell you, the only teams – so he, he texts me. He's like, here, look at this. You know, game starts at 8.30. I'm like, who's playing? And he said, uh, Miami of Ohio and UAB. And I, and I said, the only team that could be in that game that I could care that, – that would make me care less about that game – is maybe New Mexico State. <laughs> Although you UConn. pointed, yeah, UConn. You pointed out a story earlier in the week of the New Mexico New Mexico State rivalry. That thing's wild. Turning to murder. Yeah, murder. Uh huh. A la Baylor. So anyway, but because it's at eight thirty in the morning, and I'm just lounging around. I haven't started my day yet. I've got my coffee. Uh, it's great. It's it's infinitely more interesting. So when I run for office. And when I'm in office, it will be, not only will you be watching more morning sports, it will be quiet outside when you watch it. This mm. muffler guy won't be out there being all, trying to be all cool. Yeah, I see that. It's interesting because I think you could you could run on a platform that is, I want round the clock like live sports. And you could just stagger everybody so that there's always stuff going on. At the times of day when people would be up and wanting to watch sports like the well, morning yeah, reference. Like, like you said, these TV deals, this is where it's at. Like fans that are going to sporting events, you're no one cares about you. What what they care about are eyeballs when sports are on TV. Well, it's why the Bahamas Bowl was today at eight thirty. It's be, I mean, yeah. it, it's not because it's good for the fans of those schools or the people of the Bahamas Bowl. It's because it was what worked best for the TV. Right. And we all watched. We sure did. And boy, I tell you, they, those teams aren't very good. No, but the end was scintillating. It was. And now we've got another bowl game on. Coming right down to the wire. Troy against Texas Ugh. San Antonio, and they're both 11-2. and two. Huge game. This is the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. Uh-huh. And with seven minutes left, six-point game. And I don't even know where that is located. I'm going to get Cure Bowl? I'm going to guess... Oh, there it is, right there, Orlando. Orlando, okay. Is that right? Oh, I don't. I. It looks warm, but I'm not sure. Everybody's, Everybody's got short sh- sleeves. Yeah. Oh, it is Orlando. Yeah. I think it's Orlando. Anyway, uh, bowl season is underway. It sure is. All right. Well, let's get going here. Uh, we've got our poll question. It pertains to bowl season. We will talk about uh, Oregon State, Florida, Oregon, North Carolina, some of these other games coming up here. Um, Ropping the bank, four o'clock. In the news, Hot 5, Joey Harrington, and um, I have an announcement to make in the club. Woo! Something has happened in my sports life. Oh, boy. 
And uh, I want to tell you about it at uh, at six. So let's get uh, started with our poll question. Coming up next, it is 312. Thanks for being with us here on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, here's our uh, poll question today. As always, brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com, the website. And I'm actually uh, putting it up as we speak. So I'm going to talk on the radio and tweet all at once, and you're listening to it live. Probably a first. That is multitasking. Yeah, this is a this is a radio first here. I've got two more choices to put up there. I'm using one mouse in each hand right now. Look at us. Yeah. One's controlling the computer that has the text line, the other, the board. Washington State's playing Fresno, right? That is correct. Utah uh, versus Texas. All right, I'm going to hit send on this bitch. Boop, boop. There it is. Uh, which Northwest school are you most confident will win their bowl game? This is on Twitter, at 1080thefan. At 1080thefan. Give us a follow, and uh, when you vote, vote hard. Uh, so we've got Oregon State against Florida. Uh, Washington State, Fresno State. I think that one's tomorrow as well. Yes, it is. Uh, Washington, Texas. Interesting matchup. And then you have Oregon, North Carolina. So vote, vote hard. Um, I... So I was going round and round with uh, my buddy who's in Vegas right now about the Beavers. And, of course, he's a homer. Beaver homer. Okay. And Souk likes the Beavers, but I I don't know. I don't know, bro. I think it's, you know, a lot of people are going, well, Florida's, what are they missing, like 24 bros? Uh, yeah. Last I heard, I think it was 25 maybe, but, yeah, like a quarter of their team basically. Yeah, I, I feel like it's everything's pointing to Oregon State. And a couple of things uh, in doing a little homework on this game. Now, do we know what time this kicks? 11.30 a.m. 11.30 tomorrow. Yeah, a little sleepy one. Perfect, because we get NFL tomorrow, too, don't we? We do get NFL tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. This is really good. As a matter of fact, we get NFL each of the next three days after today and had it last night, which we'll get to. But uh, Oregon State, Florida, uh, I don't love the Beavers as a double-digit favorite over an SEC team, particularly an SEC team with talent like Florida. That typically has athletes. Yeah I, yeah, I say tread lightly. Now, Florida is down a bunch of guys, which is why the spread is so high. But um, from what I've been reading, their new quarterback, uh, Jack Miller now, he slides in because Kitna got arrested for child porn. Yeah. And he was the backup to Richardson, who is leaving, right? Or is he going pro or is he 
transferring? Uh, I don't know. Either way, he's not playing in this game. I think he's going pro. I think he's going pro. Yeah, he's out. So they're going to this guy by the name of Jack Miller. Now, Jack Miller was at Ohio State, and he transferred over because he wasn't going to play there, and he's been hurt, but now he's healthy. And by all accounts, he can sling it. And Richardson couldn't. Richardson was more of a runner. So they've had time to get this Jack Miller guy ready. And I just, you know, Florida still has SEC talent, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are players, and, and, you know, I think they can muck up the Beavers' run game because the Beavers are obviously going to want to run the ball. Yeah. And they just, they got those big boys, something to prove, some guys maybe getting a shot that, that wouldn't have before. And uh, Billy Napier, here's another little, you want a fun fact. Billy Napier, I don't know how, how to feel about him. I don't know much about him. He's the new coach at Florida. Mm-hmm. But he is really good as an underdog. He's one of those coaches, uh, seventeen and five. Okay, um, against the spread. That's not straight up. That's against the spread uh, as an underdog, and he is five and zero as an underdog this season. So I say tread lightly on that one. And I'm not saying that I. Well, I am saying I love the Beavers, and we'll get to that a little bit in Robin the Bank. But, oh. but what what I think here is. I'm leaning heavy on the one team wants this and wants to be here and the other doesn't. And not, listen, every college kid wants to go to Vegas. That's not, it's not the location of the bowl game. I think the Beavs and especially some of the, the upperclassmen on this team, having not been in this spot recently with a shot at an opponent like a Florida, I think they want this and I think they're going to go take it. I, I, I think that Florida, this is a, we fell back into this bowl. We didn't have the season we wanted to have. It's two teams, I think, they just view it two very different ways. And for that reason, I don't know that they're going to cover the spread. I probably will bet on them, to the Beavs, to cover the spread. I do like them to win the game because I think they're going to want it more. Yeah, that's definitely a, an angle. I, I mean, I we've already had two good bowl games. The first two have been good. Mm-hmm. But some would say that, we may be in store for one of the ugliest bowl seasons of all time because you have, not only do you have teams who aren't motivated for several reasons, which we've always had that, right? but it's things like, you know, they've had a disappointing season and then the bowl game just doesn't, I don't know, it, it's not viewed as anything important or they've had a coaching change or they were in, you know, they're in a lesser bowl than the bowl game they were the year before. So it feels like, man, whatever. They're, yeah. Maybe they're playing a lame opponent, which certainly doesn't apply to Oregon State. May apply to Florida, really, uh, if you think about it. Because did you see what their their football Twitter tweeted today? Oh, so it wasn't their Twitter, was it? Was it? I, I think th- it was I, the Florida football Twitter. Oh, I thought it was like a regional, like twenty four seven account or okay. something like that. Was double it, checking? I, I, if we're talking about the same thing, you can just tell our listeners what the what we saw. Yeah, they said it, it's just a stupid rah rah <laughs> tweet that said "beat the Bears." Yeah, yeah we saw that. We saw the same thing. I don't think it was the school's official account. I do think it was like a a local website that covers it. But yeah, they're like game day tomorrow. Beat the Bears. The Oregon State. The Oregon Bears. State Bears. Yeah. Even though it's a beaver right on the logo. Yep. But that. I mean, if that's true, that just goes to show you. You know, you know it's like uh, traveling all the way out west without twenty some guys to take on. You know, Oregon State doesn't really get them all hot and bothered. So there, that's always <laughs> the whole motivation thing has always been a thing. I also think another one is when teams lose their title game, yeah. and then the bowl feels like a step down from what could have been. There are a few teams that applies to. Yeah, but now you add so you know you add the the transfer portal and you add in the NFL opt out element. And those numbers, and maybe we can get to this in our next segment, those numbers, I was just reading in the Wall Street Journal, they had an article on this, those numbers have doubled 
this year. The number of transfers in the portal, portal it's doubled since last year at this time. I mean, it, it is just, it's changing everything. Yeah. So it could make for a really, really ugly bowl season. But you've got, so you've got Oregon State, Florida, uh, Washington State, Fresno State, which is a pretty, you know, it's a pretty good matchup. You know, obviously, if you've watched the Beavs, you saw them play Fresno. Um, the Cougs are going to be without both coordinators. So here we go again with this. Yep. You know, you've got three linebackers. I think their top three linebackers are out. And their top two wide receivers. And I, you know, this is a hot take, and I've said this. No one agrees with me on this, but uh, I have a one of my one of my um, what would you call it? Like sports? Uh, oh, what's the word? Intuitions. Okay. My, my uh, sporting ability. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm a man of few words. Why am I even a talk show host? <laughs> um, I'm looking to help you here, but I don't. I don't know where you're going with this. I, I'm a swami when it comes to predicting coaches getting fired. Ah, okay. You have premonitions. Premonitions. Is that what we're looking sure. for? Sure. Kingsbury called it last. I called it when they were eleven and six. I'm like Kingsbury sucks. Trust me. Well, look what's happening. Right. I'm telling you right now. Nobody agrees with me on this, and I have said this before on the air. And Suk thinks I'm crazy. Jake Dickert is in trouble. Ooh, that's what I think. Okay. Next two seasons, watch. Jake Dickert is in trouble. I don't like what I see when I watch Washington State. I wouldn't be surprised if he was the stabilize the program after the weird Rolovich thing guy, and he's not long for that job. That wouldn't stun me. Right. That wouldn't stun me. Right. So that one, yeah, and they're an underdog. I think Fresno probably wins that. I think this Washington-Texas game is awesome. That is a great matchup. Sark Bowl, baby. Yeah, Washington's really good. The number one pass offense. Um, this is that's going to be a shootout, and then Oregon North Carolina. I don't know what to make. Are you excited? You're an Oregon fan. Are you excited for the the North Carolina bowl game? I don't know if it, if it really if it is Nix and May both playing quarterback. I'll be a little bit excited to see NF potential NFL level talent uh, at both quarterbacks. But yeah, I mean, I think North Carolina's had a handful of defections, including their all conference wide receiver and maybe their best guy in their secondary. I know Oregon is favored by a ton, uh, 14 or something like that. And Was so it up to 14. I, I saw that at one point in time. I have to, I have to Damn. look and see what it is. Bo Nix is playing, right? They've said Bo Nix is playing and we know that Drake may is coming back. I, I haven't, I haven't heard that he, he isn't playing. This um, is another thing that's annoying about this is I was just reading about, um, Dorian Thompson, uh, Thompson Robinson sure. down at UCLA and nobody knows if he's playing in their bowl game. How, and like, how do we not know that yet? Right. It's like, <laughs> what? Well, the Drake May thing. Like, right. is Drake May playing or not? I mean, is it that hard? I don't know. It's just really frustrating because, you know, I want to see Drake May. I, I, I haven't seen much of him. I know a lot of people talk about him in terms of uh, the next level, the NFL. I haven't seen much of him, and I would love to see him play. I would, uh, you know, but I, I don't know if he's playing. They said DTR. He is playing. I have, I have, so I May have found. is playing. May is going to play. Great. That makes it a better game. Agreed. Uh, DTR for UCLA. He's going pro. Obviously, he's his eligibility is up. But they st- they say he's practicing, but they don't know if he's playing. So it's just it's uh, it's sort of obnoxious, but hopefully it will all be over within the night. What did that well, ends? Yeah, there's like three reasons for guys not to play. Like in like even especially if it's like an exhibition style game. Like why would you want to risk injury just for next season if you're coming back? Why would you want to risk injury for the draft if you're leaving? And if you're going to transfer, why would you want to do that and you know be damaged goods? It's like there's too many reasons for guys to opt out. It's become so normalized to do it. They're just 
I feel like we should shrink the pool of guys who actually want to play bowl games and like give us some all-star games or something yeah oh yeah that's your big idea the the transfer bowl yeah i think it'd be awesome <laughs> all the guys who want to trans or who are leaving their programs and want to showcase their skills before you know the next signing period or whatever uh playing a bowl game do an east-west transfer bowl in a cool location send uh scouts and coaches and uh yeah i love that well it, it is weird because you have four teams in the college football playoff uh ohio state Michigan, Georgia, TCU, and all of those all of those teams are losing guys. They're, they've lost players to the portal. Now, there, I'm sure that there are fewer on teams that have something to play for, you know, still. But, you know, I think Michigan's down five guys. Yeah. Ohio State, three guys. Mm-hmm. Three, and a, I think a couple of key guys for Ohio State. So Yeah, they're... Uh, weird. Yeah, one of their top receivers is opting out, and then their, I believe their top running back had to have a second surgery, so he's not going to be able to play. It's just a weird, it's going to be a weird bowl season, but maybe it will be mm-hmm. great because, like I said, these first two games have been outstanding. Um, Alright, so the poll question on Twitter, at 1080thefan, brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling. Which Northwest school are you most confident will win their bowl game? Oregon State over Florida, Washington State over Fresno State, Washington over Texas, or Oregon over North Carolina? Quite frankly, if you told me this before you know like a, a month ago well actually probably about a month ago i would have been disappointed in this bowl lineup because you thought maybe oregon was going somewhere better yeah. than yeah they they ended up but that's that's a pretty good set of bowl matchups that's a decent slate considering yeah. your conference doesn't always get good exactly. bowl matchups yeah, yeah I, I i like those particularly that washington texas game which we'll mm-hmm. get to later all right, so we'll uh, we'll get some numbers on the transfer portal coming up. We will rob the bank at four. Uh, it is currently three thirty, and here's Buck Sports Center. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, Suk has begun his vacation. Not fired. Not dead. He's going to be heading to Mexico, I think, next week. He's got a birthday either uh, today or tomorrow. Manana. Yeah, happy birthday. It's uh, Spanish for tomorrow. To the big fella. <laughs> yeah, I gathered that. Um, that was for the benefit of the audience, not just you. Right. Good point. Me, I'm bilingual. As you know, I speak great Spanish. As a matter of fact, uh, we just got back from Mexico, and I, I, um, I learned a lot. When you go to a town that 
you know, it's mainly locals, not tourists. It's it's amazing how quickly you pick up on the language. Just key phrases and things like that. Immersion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you just sort of have to. So I, my wife and I, so I've been inspired. I may be learning Spanish soon with my wife because she's really good at it and it makes me feel less less than. I took it from, I took Spanish from seventh grade until my sophomore year of college. So yeah. I speak a fair amount of it. See, I can't, the the classroom thing I can't do. I, I need I need immersion. I, I need to get in and see people's faces and talk to them. The immersion and, makes it 10 times easier. Yeah. Every, I mean, I have traveled to Mexico a handful of times, and every time felt that you're there for like a week feels like the equivalent of going to school for like three years. A hundred percent. You pick not up a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, he's going to Mexico. Uh, I'm on vacation beginning uh, next week, so let's, let's make it count. Okay, ready, break. Uh, Florida Twitter feed that uh, tweeted... Um, Beat the Bears. Yeah, that would be at Gator Sizen. <laughs> yeah, so that's not the official. <laughs> not Florida. the official yeah. school. Account. They only have like seven hundred and fifty-five followers, um, and they did already acknowledge they, uh, you know, typo. But I mean, come on, that doesn't that say it all about Florida Gators and what they think of playing Oregon State in the Las Vegas Bowl, especially when they're missing like twenty-five guys. So you might be right. You might be right. You and might that's be, what I'm a little bit worried. Yeah. About. You, well, you might be right that Florida doesn't want to be there and they don't care, and Napier will. Get, and they'll just get smoked by uh, the Beavers, who are going to want to win that. I mean, that that's that's a good bowl game for them after a good season. So they're going to be fired. Well, up. and to all offseason be able to say we beat Florida in our bowl game would be a, a nice yeah. pelt on your wall. No question. So UTSA just lost. They scored 12 points without the genius of new Oregon offensive coordinator Will Stein. That had to be the difference. It's the only thing I could think of. Right. And you were talking about the receivers. I didn't watch much of that game, but I saw the end here. There was the a dude who dropped a wide-open touchdown in the back of the end zone. That Is just, that right? No excuse for not being caught. And they would have won it? Yeah, it would have put them up one if they would have converted the extra point, too, yeah. Can we... It's possible that we've mentioned this before, before we get back on uh, track here. Can we talk about how bad college-wide receivers are? Yeah. Yeah, we can. There, there's, there are uh... some good ones, but dude... the. And I guess it's just, look, college players, we're used to watching the NFL. You and I love the NFL. We watch the NFL. And the NFL receivers are so freaking good. They are. Most of them. Although there are guys that drop balls right and left. It you know, amazes me that they're, they're still out there. But I don't know. They, they, the coaches like them. Whatever. Um, but when you watch college, I, I'm guessing there's no position other than quarterback where the lay fan can see the difference between the NFL guys and the college guys more than the wide receiver position, right? Probably, Because yeah. your job is to catch the ball. Right, yeah. Oh, my God. None of them can catch, it It feels like. Yeah. I mean, it's just really... If, if you start paying attention to how bad college receivers are when they get hit in the hands... And, look, I'm not saying these quarterbacks are great, but I watched that Miami-Ohio game today, uh, and that guy, that quarterback sucked, but he was hitting guys in the hands right and left. No catch. Well, when you think about the just the sheer numbers of it, what there's like 130 programs or something like that, and now with everybody chucking the ball around like crazy, you're looking at like 10 receivers per team. So by the time you get down to like the good receivers on teams that are like 75 or 80 teams down the list, you're probably yeah. not having the most sure-handed dudes out there. Yeah, I wonder too. It's like if you think about the way college football is evolving and all the offense and. I just, you know, you look at some of these bad pass defenses. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just skewed by the Pac-12, but I feel like the Big 12 is like this too. 
if you get a difference maker receiver, you get a guy who really, I mean, he, he is just like TCU. I think one of the reasons TCU has had the season it has had is because when all else fails, you can throw it up to that. Uh, I forget his name now. Um, yeah, I, I well, I know, I know the guy you're talking NFL about. NFL wide receiver at TCU, and he is really good. I, I, I mean, he, Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnston, that's his name. Johnston, correct. Yeah, and he he single hand Kansas had them on the ropes, and they just threw it up to that guy, and he just kept making catches. Boy, that is a really big deal in college football. It seems the, these absolutely, days. There, and there aren't that many guys that no, can do that. That's that's what I'm saying. It's like you know, you got something, you got someone special in that regard. Watch out! Look at look at the wide receivers that Alabama has had and put in the NFL. Yeah, you know, no wonder they've won all these championships. Anyway, it just start watching, watch the watch the bowl season, and pay attention to how bad college wide receivers in general are. At catching the ball, the one thing that they're supposed to do, and that's you know, look, it's it's a little unfair because it's like every position in the college players. If you're comparing them to the NFL, it looks worse, but uh, it's more glaring with receivers, and I, it's just it's kind of annoying, especially when you have money on them. You know, that's the key. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that is the teams. that is the most frustrating part. If you have decided to partake in uh, putting your hard earned cash on the prowess of 18 to 22 year olds <laughs> yeah. and then you do everything right and then he's drop like you said like if you had you you had texas san antonio on the money line today the guy drops oh, the wide open yeah. So yeah yeah furious. all right so we'll wrap the bank uh coming up at four just a few notes um they were this is from a, an article in the wall street journal they were pointing out that the transfer portal season which begins december 5th and lasts 45 days the number of kids that have entered the portal this year has doubled from last year. And wow. it's only going to get worse. So if you don't know how this works, somebody texted in and said, um, I'm a big fan of the portal. I really am. However, I think one good tweak would be no portal until the season is over. I kind of agree with that. I mean, why not? I agree with that, Why not too. put a lock on it and say, yeah, you're going to have this opportunity, but for now... Your best course of action is staying the course. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I just think that the reason it's, and you can debate this, but I think the reason that it's set up the way it is is so that they can, kids can, it, it's for school, it's for academics, right? So the kids can get to another school and enroll for the uh, winter term or whatever, the January term, whatever you call it. So I think that's why it's set up the way it is. Yeah. But I'm not certain that it has to be that way because we all know it's not about academics, right? So I, I'm sure they will discuss changing that. Also, I, I don't know if, you know, we're about to get a 12-team playoff. I don't know what the 12-team playoff is going to do to the bowl season. I don't, I don't know what, how it's yeah. going to make it feel and look and if teams are – I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of wild right now. Let's see where the dust settles, and then I think they can tweak it. But, yes, it is annoying – that this is all happening right before teams play in bowl games. Even teams, like we said, George, I just counted it. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and Ohio State are in the playoff, and each of them has lost at least one player to the portal. Michigan, five, and and um, Ohio State, three. Now, some of the Michigan guys were hurt. Yeah, but and, I mean, that quarterback, McNamara, yeah, McNamara going to Iowa. Gone. Yeah, and, the, the, and those are the teams that have everything left to play. They're really the only four teams that have something major to play for still. Well, shoot, what if you even went one step further and you had a, you know how they have like dead periods for recruiting, you cannot contact people. What if you had, what if you did that for coaches leaving too and said, until X, X date, you can't go to your, I know that there's, the issue is the recruiting, right? Is that they have to, 
they have to be able to go recruit during this bowl season practice to get their next class. But I hate that all these, I mean, half these teams are going to going to their bowl games with two or three different staff members than they had before. Yeah, that's you, true. You too. know, it's, it's no no different yeah. than the players leaving. Like these key pieces that helped you all along are splitting off, and I, I don't know how you fix it. I I don't either. Besides, move the dates, like you said. Uh, but you're right; it is absolutely throwing a wrench into bowl season. And it's really weird. And Dan Lanning said it today. He said, I'm reading a quote from him, and they were asking about it because they're back at practice for North Carolina. And he said, you know what? It's the season of adaptation. Whoever adapts the best is going to win these games because that's that's everybody's having to it's deal dead with it. dead on. Everybody's having to deal with it. So they said, so postgraduate transfers, if you didn't know, they get to go on August 1st. And, and so that's to give them time to apply to graduate schools. The Wall Street Journal reported there are 1,004 postgraduate players that entered the portal that have entered the portal since August 1st. Man, a thousand. And then they said, um, in so December 5th is when the portal opened up for non-post, you know, non-graduate. And they said that 597 players from the top half, just the top half of Division One football, entered the portal. 56% of those players are leaving teams that are in bowls. So you're looking at oh, at about 16, actually just over 1,600 players uh, in the portal, which is double what it was last year. And that's just top half of D1. And I doubt you have this number off the top, but do we know what percentage of college players this is that's in the portal? Like, how many does that represent in total? I'm, well, sure, we, I'm sure we could figure it out. You but... could probably do some easy math. It's, so there's only like 127, 128 programs. Right. And, you know, times the roster. And each one so. has like, what, 80 scholarships or something Yeah, like I think that? it's less now. Yeah. Uh, we'd I'd actually have to look that up. But we could do that math, but it's it's a lot, man. And so yeah. they were pointing out like some certain examples. Clemson is playing Tennessee. That game in should a be a great game. I well, mean, it, on paper, it looked pretty good a month ago, right? But now both quarterbacks are out. Yep. Clemson's lost eight guys to the portal. Tennessee's top two wide receivers are leaving to go to the NFL. Yeah. So I don't want to watch that game. Right. It Iowa. should have been a good matchup. It should have been Iowa's offense. You we we've joked here on the show about how bad it's been all season, right? Do you realize Iowa is going to their third-string quarterback for this game? This I, game? I did not know that. Yeah, so their their offense is the worst we've seen yet, and they are now going to their third-string quarterback against Kentucky. And by the way, Kentucky will be without its quarterback, who's actually supposedly pretty good, and their top running back. You know what the over-under on the Iowa-Kentucky game is? I want you to guess. Oh, Because um... I know you haven't seen it. Although you are a big over-under guy. I am a big over-under guy, but and I have not seen it. I will say 36 and a half. 31. Ah! <laughs> I'm inclined to take the under. Yeah, I I believe the you know that Notre or that Army Navy was at 32 and a half, and it was the second lowest total all year. The only total that was lower was Minnesota Iowa. So Iowa also involved earlier this year in the lowest point total game on the mm. board. Somebody else said there's an article that Washington State's uh, Jake Dickert said coaches are contacting players before they go to the portal, promising money and playing time. Of course. Yeah, it's I mean, this, this is just like NBA free agency, yeah. right? And they try to they try to put in the no tampering rules. And But realistically, if someone's planning on leaving and somebody wants somebody who's planning on leaving, the conversations happen before they're supposed to always. It doesn't matter when you 
whatever safeguards you put in place. All right, so let's let's wrap up this combo when we come back, and then we'll get to uh, Rop in the Bank, the real the real meat and potatoes of today's show, where we uh, make you money. It is three forty eight on the fan. All right. Well, look, we're lamenting uh, bowl season as it pertains to transfers and guys sitting out because of the NFL coaching changes. It's really wild out there, and it's hard to hard to gauge and. You know, you got teams that don't want to be at these bowl games in the first place, and then a the bunch of guys leave. I, I don't, I don't know what to make of it all. I do know that, uh, in the end, I'm, I'm like that listener who texted in. We talked about last segment. I actually really like the portal. I think it's fun for coaches to be able to go out and fill holes on their team instantly. Um, I just think it needs to be regulated a little better. So right now, I, I think I read as of this week, 62 of the 72. FBS scholarship quarterbacks that are in the portal were uncommitted. So wow. you are you're going to have so many schools fans hearing about getting a transfer quarterback within the next couple of weeks and they'll be feverishly googling if he's good or not because well, you don't really know. So. Yeah, that's man, that's a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, well that's where we're at. I yeah. Mean, it is it, it feels like the so forever the athletes the power was taken from them and the, all the power lied with the school and their, you know, their obligation to the school. And now the pendulum has swung and it's swung probably way too far. And I think it's, it's going to be, there's going to be a swing back at some point where it's not quite this crazy or there's some sort of restrictions put in place. But right now you're right. It's like the wild West out there. It would just be kind of cool. If, like you said, if, you know, if we just scrap the whole idea of academics, it's really not about academics for a lot of these kids. And, you know, Sure, there are going to be coaching changes right after the season, but generally speaking, just move this to January. You know, let your let your bowl season play out. Move it all to January instead of December 5th. Make it January 5th that kids can enter. And then the entire 45 days after January 5th will be filled with all of this kind of um, hot stove stuff from college football. And that, quite frankly, that's really good for the sport. You're in the news cycle. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the, the NBA, the NFL, they have figured out ways to make themselves relevant 12 months a year. And, and college doesn't have that right now during that window because after the championship game, there's nothing until spring football. Right. There's signing day. But that doesn't, I mean, that only moves the needle for a select few. And the other thing, too, is some of these quarterbacks, we're talking about 72 FBS quarterbacks that are scholarships, uh, quarter, scholarship t- quarterbacks that are in the portal, some of them are better off staying um, because if they're a mid to late round pick in the NFL, they can actually make more coming back for another season with NIL money than they can uh, getting you know late round roster bonuses in the NFL. And that's interesting. I think it depends who you are and which schools want to keep you. I, I heard Justin Hopkins on with the Dirt and Sprague this morning because th- he says that like, you know, Oregon is rumored to be like, oh, they're going to offer this guy this much or, you know, they could offer Bo Nix X million to stay or whatever. He says, I haven't heard of Oregon or really any program offering guys more than like 750k. I mean, there's mm. there's there's the select few that the the Tennessees that are making the monster deals or whatever. But I found it interesting because I I do think that there's this perception now, and because it's the Wild West and because it involves donors, like we don't really have our finger on the pulse of just how much money is available, is changing hands, what's being offered. It's all very nebulous at this point. Yeah, and that makes it weird too, right? Because you know you see a kid flip, you know a big time kid. Everybody's talking about Dante Moore possibly flipping, which doesn't sound like that's going to happen, but 
you know, you wonder, okay, how much how much of that cost if or that how were much to happen? Would it really cost to keep Bo Nix? And what would Bo Nix? What would the Ducks actually pay? And yeah. what would Bo Nix actually be interested in taking to forego the draft? Did you know that Will Stein, the new offensive coordinator, you guys may have talked about this last week while I was out, but Will Stein coached Hudson Card in high school. Did yeah, you know we that? didn't we didn't talk about we didn't talk any more than, about it other than just that one little nugget that that he has that connection. He to has the, a connection. The Texas transfer. Yeah, Hudson Card's in the portal uh, was at Texas and he's looking for a home. So. Uh, very interesting. You know, big programs need quarterbacks. You know, UCLA needs a quarterback, Texas A&M, um, Auburn, Florida certainly does. Georgia. Georgia needs a quarterback for next year. Stetson Bennett's gone. Notre Dame needs a quarterback. Utah's looking for a guy. I saw that uh, on the UCLA front, there's some uh, rumblings that DJ... Uh, Uyunglele? Yeah, that guy, the Clemson guy, is going to go to UCLA. Yeah, I've I've heard that. Uh, yeah, I've heard DJ UCLA as as the as the new uh, moniker already. So I don't know if he's any good. I mean, he didn't seem like it at Clemson, but again, no, that's but, what I mean. Like, you get these transfer quarterbacks, and you're like, ah, I guess I should like that. He's is he good? But ah. That's the thing. It's like the I do think that the change of setting, like we see in free agency and other sports, is super interesting now because yes, I mean, like what Bo did Ducks Nicks. fans think? Of, exactly right. What did Ducks fans think of Bo Nix before this? And yeah. now, you know, Clemson fans probably think that DJU is a turd, but maybe Chip gets his hands on him and then he's awesome. Who knows? Yeah. That could be a great fit for him. A lot of these kids, if they're smart, they should be looking at that fit and in the offense and how they're gonna how they're gonna run. Well, things. I think that was part of the Knicks fit with Oregon is that he and Dillingham had a history. So yeah. I, I think that there's there are these webs beneath the surface of of people that are connected either through coaching circles or recruiting circles that uh, a lot of the the dominoes already kind of line up for you. Well, it's a wild time in college football. The bowl season has begun. Uh, we will talk more about this and what to expect from Oregon uh, moving into 2023 with our friend Joey Harrington. He will join us at 5.30. But up next, because we didn't have a show yesterday, we did not rock the bank. So we will do that when we return our picks against the spread, including some bowl games. When we come back, it is 3.59 on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.